Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. Will, it's a great night to be doing Tofop. Uh, there's a certain crispness in the air, wouldn't you say? <laughs> we just, I mean, okay, let's just talk about it at the start of this episode because, you know, like it's good. There's a couple of ads in the show. I hope it doesn't annoy people if there's ads in the show, but this is the way that we well, can. It was, for, it was for two guys, one cup. It was for two guys, oh, okay. one cup for a start. So it's so, for two yeah. guys, one cup, which you can find exclusively on the Listener app. Uh, and you might hear both of us attempt to say crispness because uh, the product we were promoting had the line crispness and neither of us could really work out how to say crispness in a natural way, particularly at the end of a sentence. For a perfect balance of flavour and easy drinking crispness. <laughs> okay. Why is this one so hard to read? <laughs> I don't know. It's such it should be easy. Words. An easy drinking crispness. <laughs> you might have to take it. An easy drinking crispness. An easy drinking crispness. Fuck. <laughs> An easy drinking crispness. crispness. It's, it's a easy. hard one. Crispness. The problem is that N in the middle that you really need to. Crispness. It's almost crispness. like you're going to soften crispness. the tea. An easy drinking crispness. It was. L- like a vocal warm-up that you give an actor in drama school. Easy drinking crispness. You say that fast five times and watch yourself trip up. Yeah, it's easy drinking Christmas immediately. Second time, <laughs> it's already easy drinking Christmas. <laughs> Although you sound really good now. Maybe we should go back and record it again because it took us I mean, the it better be part great. of 10 minutes to say one line. It could have been its own Patreon episode. Us, We swapped. I don't yeah. think we've ever done that before. You gave no. up. You said, mate, you've got to tag in. I think I think you're the guy who can nail Christmas on this podcast. Well, I have a slight lisp. I think, you know, people, you, you can sort of hear it. It's not like a, a pronounced lisp, but the, I don't know, what's it called, a syllabance or something like that, that always gets me, especially in the middle of a word, like easy drinking crisps, getting from the s to the p mm. and then to the mm is way too hard for my mouth. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. Spin. Yeah, that's a that is that is like a three car pile up at a intersection. You're like, no, thank you. Uh, now, Will, I have an update uh, for mm-hmm. you. Um, I'm sure the listeners will also be into this. So, you remember that story I told you a little while back about meeting this woman at this party, and then of uh, I do. talking to okay. So the the twin the, the does this woman? She told me she had a twin sister who lives in my town. And I, I mean, like, for people who – this might be somebody's first episode. And if you've stuck with us through our inability to pronounce the word Christmas as our intro to this podcast, then uh, welcome. Uh, give us a previously on McLeod's Daughters of this story. It is just the simple headlines that people need to know. Okay. So here is the uh, – here's the cliff notes. Um I was at a, a party and uh, 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 got chatting to this lady that I recognised because I'd seen her at my local playground with her kid. So we started talking and then I said, oh, I think I've seen you around. And she 
immediately said, oh, no, that's not me. That's my sister. And I was like, oh, is it your twin sister? And she said, no, no, just my sister. And I was like, hang on. Like I, in my head, I was thinking, hang on, you're identical. You're telling me you have an identical sister who's not your twin. So we talked about that. A lot of feedback, a lot of people fascinated by this story. A lot of people saying, yeah, you know, like I look very similar to my brother or my sister. We get mixed up all the time, um, which is strange because they were like nine years apart. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, But anyway, we role played it about, you know, what I would do if I ever saw her again and and, uh, is there a way to kind of like get to the truth in a way that isn't kind of like weird or confrontational. Anyway have not seen her since we told that story. And then on Monday, I take Iona to daycare and who do I see signing their kid up for daycare but the same sister person maybe, I don't know, could not, might, might okay, be a sister so or might not be. At this stage, you don't know. You don't know if this is the woman you talk to at the party. You don't know if this is the identical the not twin sister. sister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Now, so I see her and there's no flicker of recognition which is a minor detail from the first time I told this story. But after that f- first initial incident at the party of seeing this woman and, you know, her telling me what I think is a lie, <laughs> but you think is the, probably the truth because it's such a complicated lie. I have sort of seen her at other things and there has been a flicker of recognition. This time around, I see the person in my yeah, hometown. She'd be like, sister, oh, it's that weirdo again, no that guy who doesn't believe me when I tell him a perfectly good story. Yeah. And then, like, he, he, I just met him and he was already acu- holding me by my lapels and accusing me of being a liar in French. Je accuse, he just kept yelling over and over. He doesn't know any other French, but he just kept yelling that in my face. Anyway, there's a hint of recognition when I see him. So I kind of like uh, – so I'm dropping off Iona and I sort of see she's talking to the, the the teachers there, obviously, you know, giving them – wording them up on their kid, her kid, which is – who's about to start. And I was like, all right. So I sort of leave and um, I call Jem and I say, Jem, like that woman who may or may not have a twin, <laughs> like her kid, yep. he's going uh, to our daycare. And Jem's like, great, because she's very invested in this story as well. She's like, mm-hmm. perfect. She's like, when I get back. I'll make sure that I drop off a pickup at the same time and I'll just start chatting to her and I'll get to the bottom of it. You won't even need to kind of like find a way into this story. It's like, ah. Yeah. What a great great. plan that is never going to happen because you are going to jump the gun and not be able to wait for this long game. (laughs) Well, okay. So so (laughs) this will later this week. So after I first saw her and I spoke to Jem and Jem's like, great, just Uh wait two weeks. Give me two weeks. So I go back Mm -hmm. in again and I see her again. Yeah. And um, this is like, because I, I, I think when we role played it, it was like, I'll rent a cafe. We just start chatting. And I said, hey, you know, so that was my plan. But as I got closer, and this is the thing now that I'm, I'm sort of doubting myself, is I looked at her and I'm like, oh, she looks different to like yeah. what I think. Like, you know, uh-huh. very similar, but but yeah. up close, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you could be it's like almost, the, sister it's almost the sister of this girl. You look almost exactly like her from a distance, but if you get up close, it's discernibly different. It's almost that, like you're the sister of someone. Well, that is the minor detail that yeah. I kind of overlooked in the telling of this story mm-hmm. is the, the woman that I'd seen around the playground, yeah. I never saw her from up a close. Yes. Yeah. It was always like, you know, we're on the swings and she was with her kid on the slide or whatever. But, you know, enough that I could recognize her features to when I then thought what I saw, what I thought was her, go, oh, yeah, you're the same person. But there were just like subtle, 
I mean, I'm trying to think of like who, like what celebrities, there's just like a minor adjustment, but you're like, oh yeah, they're definitely like, I don't know, the Jonas Brothers. Do they look alike? I don't know. <laughs> I need an example of okay, what's a good, uh, like, uh, who are like the Wilson Brothers? Oh, no. what about the Franco Brothers? They look pretty similar. Or Did at least they? you could make that. I one's mean, if you tall, dress them the short, same though. and style them the same, I think that they would look, yeah, but from a distance. You wouldn't actually be able to accurately, you know, work out whether they were a tall well, person or a short L person. What about Elle and Mimi McPherson? Are you ever mixing mm. those two up? You'd have to get. You'd have to get a fair way away. Uh, Nicole and Antonia Kidman. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah. that's not going to work. Um, Jackie McDonald and didn't she have a sister who was also a TV presenter? Jackie. And- yes, she did. Uh, Fiona McDonald. Fiona no, McDonald. Is that right? Yeah, Maybe? they were kind of similar looking. <laughs> Uh-huh. So they're Jackie yeah. and Fiona McDonald <laughs> of the Northern Rivers. Yeah, look. Yeah. To be honest, I think I think I think she was telling the truth. I mean, right. You, so you think said that the? That, yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> and I'm trying to say this in a, this is a non-judgmental way, but yeah. I think there's also you know there is some maintenance going on. So oh, it could also. So you- you think that they might look more similar now than they did previously, or you think that this person might look different because they've recently had some maintenance, and so yes. they might be the person you met. But yes. they've like you're like I've been to this house before, but you've like painted this or something, right? Yeah. You've if I wanted to maintain my conspiracy theorist yeah. angle that this woman's right. lying to me, Deeper rather the than yeah. Occam's Occam's razor. If I wanted well, to I mean, if she's that. trying to if she's trying to lie to you, I mean, the first thing she'd do is like alter her <laughs> Change appearance. Change face, yeah, exactly. This is, this is classic straight out of the Joker. Yeah, I mean, I think I, th- I think I could definitely like follow that angle or that would be a justification. But I also, there was just, I don't know, I think it was around, about the, it was around the eyes. I was like, oh, that's actually, it's not the same shaped face. From a distance, sure, it's um, Jackie and Fiona McDonald. <laughs> but, but I am like, I'm I, into I the, I'm into the idea that this like. woman – was so put off by your initial encounter that she's willing to have thousands of dollars of like work done just so that she can pretend to be her sister to avoid you. Well, her hair was lighter as well, but that was like okay. an obvious, you know, I mean, that's not a, ever people color their hair all the time. So it's not like a, I don't think that was a, um, the fugitive style situation of like must change. <laughs> Like my hair, my appearance. So I don't I look mean, like the person on the wall. Here's what I stuff. would also say: Is it not a weird yeah. move for if this person says they've never been like they don't? It's definitely my sister. I don't hang out in that part of the like. I mean, because if this person visited that area all the time, they would say it could have been me. It could have been my sister. My sister actually lives here, but I'm around here sometimes, so it might have been yeah, me. Yeah. Like that's how you would answer that question, yeah. right? Like, yeah. But this person, who originally the story was, no, no, it's definitely my sister because, like, she's the one who lives here. I don't live here. Wouldn't it? It'd be weird if you told somebody that lie to then enroll your child in daycare in that specific area, like to drive to drive like forty five minutes. I'm imagining out of where she really lives <laughs> yes. to take a kid to daycare in this place that allegedly she's never visited. Well, th- yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That the 100% proves that she was telling the truth. I mean, it is such a hassle daycare. Like all you want is a daycare close to you. The, the idea that she would be, you know, driving from Byron or something just to come to, you know, here to, to enroll a kid does not make any sense at all. 
I mean, it, I feel slightly better. I mean, I feel a lot better about the fact that I wasn't lied to. <laughs> um, but a bit concerned about my willingness to embrace conspiracy theories. <laughs> that you were, I mean, look, maybe it's just something in the air up in this part of the world. Oh, and you, fuck it. Tell me you about went, it. You went into a rabbit hole of a kind of, in a way, very harmless. This is just, no one's really being harmed in this story. People are mostly being entertained. You haven't taken it too far so far. It's just been you becoming a conspiracy theorist immediately and being able to block out any available. It's been actually a very good example of how quickly, as you said, you could come up with excuses for everything. You could come up with an explanation. Oh, no, the reason is that they've changed their appearance. The reason is this. Like, you can always look for something that justifies your point of view if you want to believe it hard enough. Yeah, I had a uh, a, uh, lunch with some mates a couple of weeks back, and one of them brought along a friend I hadn't met before. And uh, I thought it was weird, just like halfway through the conversation. I was talking about how I'd been traveling around and every country I'd gone to was having, like, weird weather events. And he sort of just was like, oh, yeah, climate change isn't real. And I was like, oh, oh what? So <laughs> what's that? And he's like, yeah, no, it's, it's, com- it's completely made up. It's actually the biggest waste of money, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of was like, all right. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to get the reasoning for it. And so it was very, like, it was a very respectful conversation, but I kept sort of like, he, you know, there would be these kind of contradictions or these kind of like huge sort of leaps in logic. And I'd just, I'd just be asking for a bit more. Okay, so but how did you get from there to here? Like, what? So why are all these scientists lying? Why is NASA lying? How are all these boards corrupted? You know, one of his angles was like, oh, renewables, um, it's a big scam, and then I've got these politicians in their pocket, and they just want to make money. And I said, yeah, but if your goal is making money, like, why would you do such a risky investment on sort of changing the world's energy? when you could just invest in fossil fuels and fucking come out, like if you've got money to invest, like just invest in the, the winning horse. Don't back this thing that's going to require like wholesale government changes worldwide and stuff. Yeah, um, it's almost as if that was your agenda. All you do is buy the fossil fuel companies and spend a whole bunch of money making sure that they didn't shut down the fossil fuel companies. I mean, yeah. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> thought of that, but that's the direction I probably would go in. And it also doesn't explain that a lot of the renewable research now is being done by traditional fossil fuel companies because, like, what it does, I mean, a conspiracy on that level, like the amount of yeah. shit I hear. I'm not looking for gossip, and I know shit about like people at high levels of politics and sport in Australia that I hear incidentally through people that I know. The idea that there could be some conspiracy that is so, you know, coordinated and manufactured worldwide with a, such a specific outcome that it's like if you've got all those people. I mean, that's the example I use as well. I said like, have you ever tried to plan a surprise? birthday party it's fucking impossible some dickhead like lets the person know too early or whatever like you can't tell me that there is a global effort a coordinated global effort to doc to all these documents and also in the era of like the internet and whistleblowers and wikileaks and stuff how long are you going to keep that stuff a secret but you know by the it was by the by like i sort of was realizing oh okay like there was just a lot of mental gymnastics but then started threading the needle with a bunch of other kind of conspiracy things like then COVID oh, that was made up as well. And Dan Andrews is this. And, and so there's all this kind of like information coming in and like to the point that it was like, I was learning new, a little bit new stuff. Like apparently there's enough oil to last forever. Like they don't know how much oil there is. It didn't cut, it doesn't come from dinosaur fossils or anything like that. It's just like, you know, it, they don't exactly know. And I was like, I'm, 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 look, I said, well, the other thing was I was saying to him, look, I don't. But also, even if that were true, which I 
am skeptical about the idea that there is an endless supply of anything other than the magic pudding. But yeah. I will, I Got will some bad suggest news for you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> there is no magic pudding. That Not even real. if this were true, that there were an endless regenerating supply of oil under, like it's not that we're running out of oil, that we're, that isn't the point of transitioning. The point is that using it's, that oil, like yeah. you're burning the coal and using it, the process is polluting the planet and causing more and more extreme oh, weather. And not, if, you see, that's not true either. So this is the thing. Because, okay. So you keep throwing up kind of like, mm-hmm logic, bits mm. of logic, or, or you're trying to help Facts, kind of fill in the gaps. Facts. Things substantiated by science. Yeah, but that, but see, see, this is where you can't, you can't get anywhere because they, yeah. he did not trust any of the institutions. And I said to him, look, no. I'm not a climate scientist, but I'm also not a, a doctor or a GP or a surgeon. But if I am ill, I have put my faith that there are these institutions, which don't, they're not perfect and no. they don't always get things uh, right. They are but- absolutely not. But you, you know, if you don't believe in anything, then why believe? If, why believe anything? Like if you don't believe it, then, then how can you trust any information? Because he kept saying, "Oh, you can't trust what you sort of read or whatever." And I said, yeah, but, "But you, you are, are choosing to." You did not. You did that. not come to these <laughs> series of connected oh, no. conclusions. His, in the, the, like with, the line okay, he kept saying, on. which made me laugh, was, "Oh." You've got to listen to this podcast. I, you're yeah. listening, and I'm like, mate, uh, I'm in the world of podcasting. I know it is full of shit. Like, I would not put my faith in a podcast to save myself. Um, I, can I tell you a quick little, yeah. d- just side story on this? This mm. is one of these. This is very much only for Tofop. Please don't talk about this anybody or anywhere else, people. But um, you'll understand why in a minute. And anyway, this, I shouldn't be even embarrassed by this, but I need to tell you a part of this story that is slightly embarrassing so that I can get to the bit that I need to talk about. And so I don't know if you're aware, Charlie, but um, th- there is on the internet, there is available like adult entertainment. And when I say adult entertainment, I don't mean like, you know, like the British period dramas or anything like that. There are actually these websites that you can go to and they will like compile like pieces of adult entertainment from all over the world and you can like watch that adult you don't entertainment. Say. Yeah. Where would yeah. where, where would one find such adult entertainment? Let's write this <laughs> you, down. Yeah, Dear Internet. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Mr. Internet. I, w- I wish to see some of this adult uh-huh. entertainment. Could you point me in the right direction? Uh, exactly. And they'll email you some some uh, information. <laughs> Grandpa's got a girlfriend. I I asked Jeeves and he responded personally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I had accidentally stumbled onto one of these adult entertainment networks and uh, I I think Jess must have accidentally clicked on one of these videos. But at the start of this adult entertainment, before the people who were meant to be involved in the adult entertainment got into the adult entertainment, they decided – that what they should do in the old days, <laughs> in the old days, you know, the lead up scene was, you know, like I'm delivering a pizza, a pizza. or I'm here to yeah, yeah. clean the pool or whatever, right? <laughs> like, and yeah. now apparently what people would like to see is three people in their underwear um, doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I haven't got onto that tab yet. <laughs> Bloody hell. So, it wasn't promoted like that. I didn't click on it because it just looked like a man and two women who were like, uh, you know, going to make some adult entertainment together. And then what they did instead was 
did like a podcast at the start before they got into it. And they talked about the fact that Andrew Tate had some really good ideas and people really had the wrong idea about Andrew Tate. And so now I'm like, well, there's no way I can find this like adult, erotically entertained. Like I've let the views of the artists, you know, like I can't, but but I was like, but I, I want to watch more of this podcast now because I want to see what they're talking about on this thing, right? And at this stage, they are literally just doing a podcast in their bikinis, right? And um, so, yeah, they start talking about Andrew Tate and how, like, he's really misunderstood by everybody. And then it's revealed that one of the women on this, like, podcast, she got her start as being one of, like, Andrew Tate's, you know, he has, like, a posse of, like, you know, cam girls and stuff like that, and that's how she got a big break in the industry. And then it just became, like, propaganda for Andrew Tate for about 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. That is such a weird, like, yeah. bit of pillow talk. <laughs> I just weird, can't so imagine weird. wanting. Yeah, that's – so, but the podcast part is also, like, so they did they have head – I'm curious. They're in their bikinis with headphones on, like yeah. I'm wearing, yeah. like cans? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're is on a studio couch. chilled, do you so think? There's or no, is it like- oh, on a couch. Okay. <laughs> so they're on a couch. I imagine so something like an actual studio, like an uncomfortable studio. But two no, couches. Okay. So or a chair yeah. and a couch. I can't remember, but maybe two couches. So the kind of two on one side and one on the other side. But yeah, like okay. but doing a podcast. So like a typical podcast setup mm. for like any podcast you might find apart from ours. Yeah. Uh, where we have an actual dedicated podcast studio that we have not used once. We still well, you have. To do it you've separately. used it like a lot. You, to be fair, yeah. you've got a lot of use out of it. I have never used it. It's funny, like that podcasting. Um, the idea of like women in bikinis doing podcasts is actually not that. Like the the now that everyone is videoing podcasts, like Liver King, you know, would just turn up to do these mm. interviews, and they would like tape a, a like either he'd sit in front of a microphone, and they'd tape a microphone to his bare chest, and I'm like, oh yeah. You know, that's kind of where we are. That's the world we're in now and especially this kind of – this body positivity thing. I mean, I know the the the, the, the performers you were speaking about uh, was aside from body positivity, but <clears throat> it just did make me think. I saw on the local uh, um, forum some uh, lady complained about all the girls who are coming straight from the beach into the supermarket wearing their, their G-strings. Mm-hmm. And I don't go to the the um, Facebook that page That supermarket, here. but you were like, uh, I am going to go to that reason. supermarket now. What time? What time are they coming in? <laughs> I'd love to just go to the Facebook forum and just saying, because someone will just do the most innocent post. It's like, hey, you know, my partner and I are moving to the area. We're just looking for, a, you know, a bedroom, you know, we're non-smokers. And then the next 300 posts will be like, how dare you? There's a housing crisis and get fucked. And it's like, oh, my God. So I always like just checking in from time to time to see what's going on. And this woman wrote this post saying, I was in Woolworths and some girl was, you know, uh, crouching down to get her pasta and she's wearing a G-string bikini. I don't need to see that. And then the 700 comments underneath that article of people arguing back and forth over, you know, whether or not, you know, you should wear like pants, like proper pants in the supermarket or not. It was gripping and I can't shake this one comment where it was this person took the angle of, um, it was like it's a health issue. Like it's not that I'm offended or I'm prudish about seeing uh, your buttocks. It was occupational health and safety. Yeah, but yeah, occupational. But it was something like if you if you had the stomach flu mm. and you had chronic diarrhea 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? And you're if wearing you've, a if, string in the If you've got a stomach flu and chronic diarrhea, I don't care what pants you're wearing to the supermarket, you should not be at the supermarket. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, um, look, the G-string would be a nightmare proposition, yeah. I imagine. But it's just as horrific for everyone concerned, no matter what. Unless you are wearing like a containment suit, like one of those hazmat containment suits, it's, it's all going to be bad. Yeah, and if anything, like – if you've got the G-string on, at least maybe you can go and like grab some like adult nappies or whatever off the shelf and immediately apply them. Whereas if you've got like something else over the top, you're causing yourself more issues. Now, Will, something we like to do on this show is break down a song lyrics. We did it only a few episodes, oh, yeah. episodes ago with Meatloaf, I'd Do Anything mm-hmm. For Love. We've actually had a request. We don't often get requests for this, but this came in uh, from a listener named Jill who said, hey, guys, I love the show, especially, all in caps, when you examine song lyrics. And so I have a request. Would you go through the Bon Jovi song, Bed of Roses? It recently came up in the 90s playlist and I listened to it the first time and this song is all over the place. It feels like, uh, it feels like a bunch of deep thoughts that would play well in other songs all jammed together in one. And I'm not sure how the woman the song is about is supposed to feel. So I uh, looked it up and it is indeed a bit bananas. <laughs> I've never really, like, you know, this song came out, what, 1993, 1992 from the album Keep the Faith. Can you really think of, apart from the chorus, can you think of anything from this song? Uh, no, I can only think of the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> I literally don't even know how the rest of the song goes. <laughs> like I can okay. remember the chorus really well. Um I, I want to lay you down on a bed of roses because the night we sleep on a bed of nails. That's, yeah. yeah. Something I want about to, holy, something mo- the holy, holy Moses. Moses as the Holy Ghost is or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. we'll get to that. But that's the bit I can remember. I can't All remember right. any of the rest. Okay. So this is uh, – it, it won or it was nominated for a Juno Jack Richardson Producer of the Year Award in 1992. Okay. So, yeah. okay. Sitting here wasted and wounded at this old piano – trying hard to capture the moment this morning, I don't know. Because oh. a bottle of vodka still is still lodged in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he d- said he was wounded. <laughs> and some blonde gave me nightmares. I think she's still in my bed. <laughs> oh, okay. By nightmares, does he mean chlamydia? <laughs> As I dream about movies... They won't make of me when I'm dead. Now that's difficult. So as I dream about movies, they won't make of me. Yeah, I'm not. Is this from Bon Jovi's perspective? Then you think this? He's not playing a character. This is John being John, because they're only making movies about famous people. No, but isn't John Bon Jovi's not like you know still drinking a bottle of vodka a night and like waking up with a random girl in his bed and 1992? He might have been. Oh yeah, he might have been. Um. and so I reckon, too, that the idea of him wanting to still be a star, because he had acting aspirations. Didn't yeah. he go on to be in Moonlight and Valentino? Yeah, <laughs> I think like he might have been in John The West bon Wing. <laughs> I mean, playing John really? Bon Jovi again, but like, I do think he did some acting. Okay, movies they won't make of me when I'm dead. You know what, though? Here's what I I'd say. They could, they could definitely make a Bon Jovi movie. Like when he dies. if it's Yes, Bon Jovi, like one of the biggest bands of all time. Like there would definitely be an audience for yeah, absolutely. How many albums do you think that Bon Jovi have 
I'm looking it up so, right now. What would Bunjabi. be your guess if you had to guess how many albums? I don't know. I'm not like I'm not. I'm not big on Bon Jovi. Um, yeah, like so I'd say us, ten. Ten albums. Yes. So they've been around what thirty years. No, I mean how many albums. how many million albums do you think that oh, they have? Oh, sold? millions of albums. Oh, yeah, like hundred million. Okay, is that a lot? See. Yeah, hundred million is a lot. But George Michael sung, it sold a hundred million. So I would have thought that they have sold more on than par that. with that. They have sold over 130 million records worldwide, making one of the best-selling bands of all time. And, like, you've got John Bon Jovi. You've got Richie Sambora. Like, I mean, this is – I mean, they've made movies about things that are not as big as Bon Jovi. And iconic soundtrack. So it's like it's like a biopic. It's your traditional yeah. music biopic about the formation. they're like Jersey Boys or something, aren't they? Is that what – yeah. Jersey Boys. Uh. <laughs> That's what we call the film. Jersey Boys in brackets. <laughs> not that no, one. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, the Bon Jovi story. The other Jersey Boys. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, okay. Uh, 1984, they released I mean, the it first would be two called Living on a Prayer, single, by the way. Which cracked the top Definitely 40. called Living on a Prayer. The Bon Jovi story. The Bond, well, yeah, yeah, okay. So, not slippery when wet. <laughs> that sounds like oh. one of your uh, adult entertainment categories. You know what? That's also a good name, though. We've got a few um, titles that we really, can choose from. He still looks pretty good, John Bond, looking mm-hmm. at these photos of yep. him now. Like, he's all silver. But it's funny, isn't it? Because they started off like not heavy metal, they're like glam metal, and then they just went yep. full soft rock. I just don't know yeah. that a band can do that these days. Like, are there soft rock bands anymore that aren't all old men? I mean, I think there are bands that soften their sound. Like Kings of Leon clearly became a, you know, more mainstream band than they were early on. Like, but yeah, I don't know if it's like, because they definitely, I mean, I went to that Bon Jovi concert and like, it was my big revelation from it. You went with Pete Hellier, is that right? Pete Hellier loves Bon Jovi, but no, I I went for work and um, (laughs) it, it, honestly, I've never seen people have that much fun. And what what my big observation was, it's pop music for people who think they don't like pop music. All the songs have huge hooks, right, big yeah. song along moments. They have all the same. Like you could just imagine a lot of their songs honestly being reworked for Taylor Swift or whatever the big you know touring artists of the time might be. It's just like they're pop songs for people who think they don't like pop songs. Yeah, right. And is he like a good front man? Is he entertaining? So. Oh, Super entertaining. Like, plays a rock star like he's a guy in a musical playing a rock star, you know? Like, he is super charismatic. Like, he's a brilliant performer. Like, the band all know how to be, like, rock and roll. Like, it's the whole thing. It's it's that sort of idea that I think with Bon Jovi where if you said, I'm going to take you to music once, I need to tell you what kind of music is and I need to give something that's, like, a representative of – like, I can't take you to see Radiohead. I can't take you to see Kendrick Lamar because that's not going to give you an idea of what music is. I would take people to see Bon Jovi. Like, you know, I just yeah. go, like, this has got guitars, but Did it's you know- got hooks. They're performing. <laughs> Did you know what his real name is? Uh, Gr- <laughs> Greg Bon Jovi. John, no, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> so, John. John Bon Jovi changed it to John Bon and then space Jovi. It's it's funny that he just just didn't include the Jovi. Bon John Bon John Bon Jovi. 
Yeah, but back, the, back then Joby it would have been an anglicisation of his name. He, you can't have a career in show business with the last name, you know. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. I say bon reclaim Jovi, it. But he has He bon should reclaim Jovi. it. He should, like, for his solo stuff, he should rebrand himself as Bon Jovi. Right. And it's one of the – so Richie Sambora is the other one. So I, I, I could have no idea who the other members of the band are. Like, I think – like all these bands that have lasted, there is mm-hmm. you need characters. You need at least two. Clearly, you've got the mm-hmm. front man, but the fact that Richie Sambora's hung in there is he still married to Heather Locklear, or am I just completely? I mean, I'm out of date that. on what's going on with that, but I know that when I went to see Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora does a song of his own, and everyone goes to the bathroom oh, and gets a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Richie. <laughs> Like not even in a polite way. The band's way. Like, called Sambora, mate. <laughs> We're not here to see you. More like Samboring. We'll be at the bathroom. Please make this go for seven minutes. There's a line for beers. Um, all right, let's get back to the lyrics. Okay, yep. so he's dreaming about movies that they won't so make could be him him. when he's dead. We're with unsure. an ironclad, f- mm-hmm. with an ironclad fist, I wake up and French kiss the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> oh, shit, it's weird. It's a bit like BT and he's. Describing a Gary Rowan kick. Well, uh, I just think issue. that like kissing the morning, I understand, but French kissing the morning is just a guy waggling his tongue in the air, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit like a sexual assault, doesn't it? Like you just don't go straight in for a French kiss. That's that's intimate. Yeah. Um, while some marching band keeps its own beat in my head while we're talking. Okay, okay. so he's woken up. Uh, so he's woken up with a, in a blonde, and then I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this – and now he's talking to the girl he's actually in love with about all the things I long to believe about truth, about love, the truth, what you mean to me. And the truth is, baby, you're all that I need. I want to lay you down on a bed of roses for tonight. I'll sleep in a bed of nails. Oh, I want to be just as close as the ghost, the holy ghosters, and lay you down on a bed of roses. I just realized in my head, I've been reading the lyrics to bed of roses, but uh, in my head, I've been hearing the one, and I will love you, baby, <laughs> always. So I've, I'm, so I'm wondering why I've been so disconnected from this. It's because I've been thinking of a completely different Bon Jovi song. <laughs> right. I get it. Yeah, I get this now. Okay. Um, okay. So then he continues. Well, I'm right. so, Hang I'm on. so let's just, far away. Let's just, now that we've got here, so is he on the road? Is this another I'm a rock star on the road and I'm fucking other people, but I still love you, baby song? It sounds like it, yeah. So he's woke up, woken up with a hangover and some blonde in his bed that he doesn't know. And while he's talking to the girl he's in love with, he's got like, you know, the marching band in his head. But what he wants to say to her is that um, I long to believe about love, the truth, what you mean to me. You're all I need. I want to lay down a bed of roses for tonight I'll sleep on a bed of nails. And it sounds like a pile of non like groupies yeah <laughs> the sounds of things that's what he calls it like um, i've I got eight groupies in a yeah. pile uh, i call it the bed of nails they yeah. all actually have you ever seen those street performers <laughs> yeah. do the bed of nails well i get all the um groupies to actually stand yeah. on their heads and i just lay on top of them it's my kink now they're in their bikinis they're doing a podcast <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll be done soon <laughs> have you heard of andrew tate apparently he's not that bad <laughs> um so then he goes well i'm so far away mm-hmm. And each step I take, well, hang is on, on my just way sorry, home. I know that a king's I, again, ransom in can, dimes. Can, can we just? I, we, I know that our connection's a bit weird tonight. I apologise for talking over you, but I, I need to 
just go to the Holy Ghost before we move on because you're the Catholic okay. in this operation and I need yeah. your sense. I don't know how close – like how close is the Holy Ghost? No. Is the Holy Ghost traditionally <laughs> very close? Like why has he brought the Holy Ghost into this at this point? That is a good point. I mean I want to be as close as the Holy Ghost is. Well, I guess the thing about – the Holy Ghost, the, the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, is the Holy Spirit can inhabit you. It can be inside you. You can ask to be, you know, I want to, uh, I, I, I want the whole, the Holy Ghost inside me. Inside so me. I think that's oh what God. he's saying is I want okay. to be just as close as yeah. the Holy Ghost is. So yeah. she might be a Christian right. or a Catholic and he's saying, I know you want you know, oh, the Spirit of yes. the Holy Spirit inside you, but guess what? Yeah, I've got <laughs> well, some Holy Spirit in my I want to be on that. <laughs> Yes, it might be. It might be a bit of that. I like it. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. That's all right. No, 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 no. Um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm so well. I'm so far away. Each step that I take is on my way home. A king's ransom in dimes. I'd give each night to see through this payphone. Okay, so that's definitely of its time. I mean, nowadays you got a mobile phone. Don't mm. miss you, John Bond. You'll yeah, be exactly. fine. Yes. You'll be able to Face, FaceTime. FaceTime each other. It's fine. You can show her all the groupies you're about to nail on your better nails. Yeah. Have I a look at this. I'm going to lay on top of them. You'll love this. Hang on. I'll set up the <laughs> I'll set up the ring in the corner so yeah. you can see it in better light. Yeah. Hang on. Let me put it in landscape mode so you get the full widescreen effect. <laughs> Still, I run out of time or it's hard to get through till the bird on the wire flies me back to you I'll just close my eyes and whisper, baby, blind love is true. Okay. Mm. Uh-huh. Now let's just deconstruct that. Yeah, please. Okay. So I still run out of time. It's yeah. hard to get through till the bird on the wire flies me back to you. What is bird on a wire? What is that? Um, I've heard that saying before. What does it mean? Oh, there was a wire. movie called Bird Should on the Wire. Yeah, look up Bird on the Wire. Unless he's talking about the Mel Gibson um until the movie Bird on the Wire, Goldie Horn, Horn flies me back to you. <laughs> For people, the phrase might mean even if you're in a good place, you should mind your next action. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. So uh-huh. how does that relate to the lyrics though? That's confusing. I don't feel like it does. Till a bird um, on the wire flies mm-hmm. me back to you. So he's got to make a, a good decision? Is that the thing? I, I mean, I think th- I think he's honestly. This is a song about how many people he's banging while he's on the road. So, like, he's on the phone to her every night. He'd love to be with her, but the truth is that he's on the road, and like, eventually, he runs out of dimes to fill into that payphone, and he's got to get back to the <laughs> the eight groupies the, the who are stacked on his bed. Yeah, it's got to nail nail some groupies on his bed of nails. And it, um, yeah. But this line is intriguing. Mm. I'll just close my eyes and whisper, baby, blind love is true. Yeah, that feels a bit – What is the cold. meaning behind reversing that saying? Mm. True love is blind. Yeah. Blind love is true. Mm. Is yeah. anything clever to that or is it just well, is it, saying things backwards? Like, I mean, like who is, who, who is, who is he whispering? <laughs> Who is he whispering it to? So in this scenario, is he on the phone to like, you know, his girl and is he closing his eyes and whispering, baby, blind love is true? Or is he whispering to the groupies that he's having sex with on tour, baby, blind love is true? Oh, 
So do you think while he's having sex with one of these groupies, he's closing his eyes and thinking yeah. of this other woman and that's supposed to be, make her feel better? <laughs> it's like I'm thinking of you when I'm having sex with them. What Is do that you want? I'm going to close my eyes because yeah. – yeah. It's basically what he's doing. Is this, this is quite self? This self is or the original something. version of phone sex, where you would go and you would talk to the person on the payphone, and then you would go and close your eyes and have sex with someone else and pretend it was them. <laughs> exactly. It's nineteen ninety two, so yeah. that is that makes sense. That could be that could okay. be true. Uh, then we just repeat. Okay. Repeat the chorus again. Uh, lay down a bed of roses, a bed of nails. I want to see just as close as the Holy Ghost is. Lay down a bed of roses. Okay. Okay. All right, now he starts a new – we're in a new location, it sounds like. Well, this hotel bar's hangover whiskey's gone dry. The barkeeper's wig's crooked, and she's given me the eye. Oh, hello. (laughs) Well, I might have said, yeah, but I laughed so hard I think I died. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on in this verse. Wow. So he's gone to the hotel bar. Yeah. Well, I think he's – I think when we join him, here's what I imagine. My scenario is because he's at a piano, right? So where's this piano in like when he starts the story? I think he's in a hotel bar. He's I guess woke he's woken up with this blonde in his bed that he can't remember. He's had a bottle of vodka the night before. Everything is a bit of a blur. He's gone to the place that makes him feel most comfortable, which is the piano in a little sort of, you know, dive piano you know hangover bar and he's in there contemplating the mistakes he's made with the groupie last night and the woman that he really loves while he's trying to drink himself back into and then just when he thinks he's out some some girl in a wig <laughs> drags him back in a again. crooked wig mind you not just any wig a barkeeper's uh, the barkeeper's wig's crooked and crooked. she's given me the eye yeah. now i don't know what my initial instinct is that's a comedic moment like i'm just seeing like some hilarious like a christian wig type <laughs> character where she's just got like one false eyelash half oh. hanging off the wig's not on right she's like you know <laughs> like it's just the most goofiest image and then he's gone, okay, so he's getting the eye from her. Well, I might have said, yeah, but I laughed so hard, I think I died. Oh, yeah. So is he mm-hmm. saying the bartender cracked onto me, but yeah. she was such so goofy that I said yes, but then just laughed it off? Because that's cruel. It's that's really cruel. mean. It's gross. Like, not only are you <laughs> fucking all these people on tour, you're leading on vulnerable women with crooked wigs, like, and getting their expectations so- up and then laughing. <laughs> you're a bully. <laughs> Um, so then he says, now, and then he's back talking to me. As, sorry, now as you close your eyes, now I'll be thinking about you oh! while my mistress, she calls me to stand her in the spotlight again. Isn't that great? He's calling his girlfriend to complain about getting hassled by his mistress. Does, <laughs> this dude's a real like after he's laughed at a vulnerable old lady. <laughs> Tonight I won't be alone. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. But you know that I don't mean I'm not lonely. What? I've got nothing to prove for you that it, that I die defend. Yeah, I know. Yeah, really, but this is really a horribly abusive relationship that we are talking about here where basically he's not only like fucking around, but he basically rings to brag about it and then, and then at the yeah. same time is like, but I really only love you, baby. I close my what eyes. Kind, everything's fine. What kind of sociopath? calls to not only brag about the women he's having sex with, but also brag about the women that he has humiliated and rejected. 
Yeah. Like I, I woke up with somebody that I don't know. I've rolled down to this bar. I'm a hopeless alcoholic. So, so firstly, I'm a, hey, baby, I'm a real catch. I absolutely love you. I'm completely hopeless alcoholic. I cannot – I'm constantly sleeping with people that I don't even know their names. Um, I – can't resist like bullying vulnerable people in situations where they put themselves out a little bit and um oh by the way every time i fuck somebody i'm definitely going to ring you to brag about it um i'm going to get straight to that payphone <laughs> and i am going to say to you i won't be alone and i'm not lonely if you know what i'm saying well, that is uh, the end of the lyrics. Thank you uh, for sending that through. Um, well, we're going to do a bit of a shorter episode. It's a bit late. I have a, a child to uh, tend to. And our reception has been absolutely terrible tonight. So if there's any weird jolts or edits in this episode, it is because it has been <laughs> technically very challenging. Very challenging. Um, but before we go, we should promote our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash TOFOP. There's bonus episodes going up. Every fortnight, we put a new one up last week. Um, so uh, sign up for any amount you want. Uh, if you want to sign up for the top tier, you get an, an autographed, a legit tour poster from our back when we used to do live shows, pre-COVID tour poster autographed by Will and I. But there's also a bunch of great bonus content there. You can also check out our YouTube channel, which is Tofop TV on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Tofop, T-O-F-O-P. Will, uh, this will be coming out in two weeks. Where are you? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I've got some tour dates, so you can come and see me do my Will Illuminate tour. Probably Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Townsville, Perth are all on sale, but go to comedy.com.au and check out those dates. Uh, my book, I Am Not Fine, Thanks, is available. My old special, Will Logical, is on ABC iView for free. But um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is there are some things popping up in the Willosophy feed. There's been a couple of live episodes from the Sydney Opera House, but by the time people hear this, there might actually be some new content that is in that feed. I'm not making any grand promises about what that means, but uh, if you are a Willosophy fan uh, and you are not currently subscribed to the Willosophy feed, it might be time to resubscribe and check back in for some new content. And don't forget, uh, two guys, one cup on the listener app back each. Uh, new episodes drop every Tuesday. Uh, you can also go to tofop.com. Uh, new episodes of Fofop each week. But that is it for now. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And easy drinking Christmas. Yeah.